Hey there, it's Kim Doyle, and welcome to my show, where digital marketing meets real stories, experiences, and strategies. You'll get a behind-the-scenes look at what's working and not working in my business, as well as other experts who show up and share their stories. As much as I love talking about tangible marketing principles and tactics, we'll dig a little deeper with mindset and explore what's required to create a business you love on your terms that also supports your life. I want to help you understand the why behind the how. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just dipping your toes in, remember, marketing is a journey and the goal is to enjoy it. My desire is to guide you on your journey and remind you that no matter what life throws at you, you've got this. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Kim Doyle Show. Really excited about the conversation with my guest today. Adore her, but also the topic of conversation. Of course, we are going to talk about online marketing and her business, but um, my guest, Lynn Jericho, is in a spiritual space, which is very near and dear to my heart. So first of all, Lynn, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, it's great. I'm really looking forward to it, Kim. Thank you. So I love doing this. And so before we get into questions and business and and everything, I want to hear your story. Like what brought you to creating your business, which is imagineself.com. And we're going to get into that. And of course, everybody, all the links will be in the show note. But you know, let's don't have to do the life story, but you know, the trajectory that brought you here to what you're doing today. All right. Well, I, where I'll begin is uh, looking for a school for my kids. And I discovered a school called Waldorf, which a lot of people know is around the world. It's the the hottest education program in China right now, which is interesting, but this is back in the eighties. And I found this wonderful school and loved what it did for my children, got very involved with what was behind it in terms of this picture of how the human being develops. And I was off and running. It just made such sense to me. I got it so quickly and I started sharing it with people. So in the early 90s, I started giving talks and workshops and advertising in the local newspaper, that sort of thing. And um, and it was working, and I was working on writing a book. And then uh, 2004, I was in front of uh, the big tree at Rockefeller Center in New York City. And it was so electric. And, this you know, Christmas electric tree. music. Like, so you're talking about the, the Christmas, Christmas tree? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, Manhattan at Christmas is just a wonderland, but it's all electric. (laughs) There's nothing real um, unless you have a couple of good credit cards. So anyway, I went home and I I sent out an email to my list on Gmail, which was about 260 people. And I talked about the Holy Nights, which is a, a path of going inward between December 25th and January 6th, between Christmas evening and uh, Epiphany. And so that was my first digital gesture. I I just thought I was a spammer. I mean, I, I was terrified. <laughs> Press send because I said I'm going to send you a message every day with an inspiration for what you can think or work with or contemplate or meditate, and 
instead, I started getting all these emails, please put me on your list. I want these messages. So the 260 people were sending it out to friends. And it really grew. And then two years later, I decided uh, to do a video on what is this inner Christmas all about. And I was working on a book called Six Celebrations of Christmas. So I did this little video, just slides with text and and music, Carol of the Bells. And I sent it out on December 18th. And by January 1st, 36,000 people had seen it from around the world. And this was long before YouTube. So I was... I I should have been off and running, but I was just a deer in headlights. You know, I just well, I can't. And, what and, year was this? What year was around? When, that, when was this? Early two thousand. Yes, that was two thousand six. You know, yeah, and so it's it wasn't and, as easy as it is today. <laughs> oh, no, oh my god! <laughs> and it took. Um, you know, I had people in Russia, people in uh, Brazil, and the Philippines, all everybody signing up. Like just the other day, I had somebody sign up on my list from Malaysia. Oh my God. It's so cool. I love it's it. It's really neat when you realize what a global, I mean, it's a huge world, but it's small. Like we are all connected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And nowadays we, we are used to just being energetically connected, but now the, the global communication it's unbelievable. I'm making an impact on people all around the world because of technology. Yeah. Because of technology, so, yeah. Okay, so the video yeah. went wild. And then yes. what happened after that? And then I just uh, kept sending out these messages. I kept offering. Uh, all right, so um, starting in 2008... I started doing teleseminars. And those. Right. You know, so I'd have and I was doing everything for free, of course. You know. Of course. God forbid spiritual things. Yeah. And um, or women charged. Yeah. <laughs> so um and that was awesome doing the teleseminars working. Do you remember Audio Acrobat? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Trying to get those you know, widgets into but, websites for people. Yeah, it was like, yeah. Audio I mean, acrobat. just an ancient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, instant teleseminar was the big one, right? Instant teleseminar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, you know, it kept building because people kept asking me for more courses. Yeah. And I didn't have to market anything because yeah, people wow. kept coming to me. And so that was a problem. Yeah. That was a yeah. problem because why? Because I didn't learn how to build a business. Yeah. All right. I was mm-hmm. totally fulfilling my mission, what I'm here to do, but I was not building a business. Yeah. I was squeaking by. And I continue to feel that way. I am a creator. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I have enough sanguine in me, or if it's, diagnosed maybe a little ADHD so that technology I fall madly in love with it but then I don't stay with it because there's something else to fall in love with which your emails drive me crazy 
Because <laughs> you, you just drive me crazy, Kim. Why? Why? Because so, I say I say to stay focused, or what do you mean? Why do they drive well, you crazy? Now I'm curious. <laughs> because um, you are always telling us about the latest tech oh. shiny up. <laughs> you know, and the crazy thing with that, Lynn, is I'm like, I don't want to do the tech anymore. I keep saying this, no. right? And so the tools, people like them and they click through with it. But I'm like, I've, I've got someone doing my high level for me. I'm like, I don't want to touch it. I'm a creator too. I love tech also. Um, but so that there is a, yeah. I, so sorry about that. But it is, you know, and sometimes for me, I'm like, I will keep looking for the right tool to do the right thing until I'm super happy with it. And then I, and then I'm marry it and I'm good with it, you know, but yeah, there's too many to choose from every day. So sorry about that. <laughs> but, uh, but I think you have such will forces. I mean, you're such a doer. You, you just, you know, go out there and let everybody know that you're in this world and you're worth paying attention to. And I sort of kind of fade away. You know, well, thank you for that, Lynn. But I'll tell you, it's not, I'm, I literally had a, I saw a mentor on Monday and I was telling her about all these things that I have for sale. And she's like, and she's like, Kim, you've been saying this for years. Why aren't you? She said, can you commit to selling five out of seven days? I'm like, I will to her because I hold those commitments. And so sometimes accountability is what I, what I need. Cause it's the same thing where it's like, uh, you know, I want to connect and engage and create. And I actually like even creating marketing stuff. I just, I don't want to be on, I don't want to be the one doing the social, I, you know, there's all these things. And then this idea of selling is so like, oh God. So there's a lot of reframing work that I'm working on. So well, thank you for that. But. About inviting and offering. Um, I love the idea of uh, inviting. I love the idea, the distinction between persuasion, which is helping people do what they already want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus trying to convince. Totally, you know, totally. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen yeah, this, that, and I, we'll circle back, but I, I feel that there's a lot of backlash coming at, in, in like, and I don't, maybe backlash is not the right word, but I think the uh, consumer in this space and the di- anybody that's online and is purchasing courses, and let's look at it that way, right? Not necessarily a digital marketing space. But the consumer has become more savvy. They're smarter now. And yeah. so they're they're seeing through things. Um, people are tired of like the big names that are, well, I made $40 million last year. And I'm not negating. Earn what you want. Have at it. Like more power to you. But it's becoming so, it's just an old message now. And I think we're craving, and I think you'll touch on this, is collectively, universally, there's, there's a craving for connection and depth. And, you know, we're tired, like the world, (laughs) my podcast that I just published is staying the course when the world is a dumpster fire, you know, when the, everything feels like a, and there's plenty of amazing things happening too, but that's not what, you know, the media gives us. But anyways, um, we'll get into that stuff. So what from ability to discern, to discern Mm -hmm. what's real and what will work for you rather than being seduced. Mm-hmm. You know, we get so seduced in the this incredible landscape uh, that we find on the internet. And, you know. Well, my, it is. My and there's promises of riches and this is going to happen and all these different things. And, and I keep saying this, you know, I'm 53 and 
there's something magical that happens. You hit 50 and it's like, oh, I'm done with the bullshit, <laughs> you know? But, you know, there is this self-responsibility that comes into play. And so when I, this podcast, staying the course, it's like, I'm responsible for what keeps me focused and what keeps me in alignment. I'm responsible for curating my life, the external stuff and not paying attention to it or, or tuning it out or unsubscribing, you know, and it's, it's taking the time to do that, which we live in this space of massive demand for our attention all the time. And, you know, I think that's what's so appealing to me about Costa Rica is like, one, you can't get, I mean, you, the internet's there and all that, but there's just, there's no big box retailers. There's no, nobody cares about any of that stuff. And it's just, I don't know, you're in this environment. It's like, eh, life's good, <laughs> you know? Um, but anyway, so let's, let's keep going. You're doing teleseminars. I want to hear then what stepped into and what was this under imagined self at the time or uh, um, did oh, that come a little bit later? I did four square. It was four square conversations I was doing because mm-hmm. I work with a fourfold picture on almost everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we live in four realms. We live in space. We live in time. We live in relativity and we live in the absolute. That's amazing to curate your life, to know what wow. you're doing in those four realms. Um, you know, there, there's just so much. So I just suddenly I realized what I was about was what is the archetype of being human and how do I support people in being uniquely self? So you and I have all the same parts, but we're so different, Kim. What is yeah. it that makes us different? When you say I, you're talking about something completely different from what I say I. And that's magical. I mean, we each have about, what, 40 trillion cells that are our own and then another 40 trillion microbiome. It's in each of us. It is. Yeah, it's a little quantum physics-y like, oh, my God, can I wrap my brain around this? But yes. But the nice thing about that, Lynn, is I I think for me, I I know that when I tapped into, I mean, I was like 22 the first time I kind of got into like self-help and mindset and that stuff. And that's very, I don't want to say surface level, but it's not the depth that we're talking about. And it blew my mind that, wait a minute, there's other ways to think and feel and behave because you know, and again, I don't want to use a ton of generalizations, but how many people are not living a self-actualized life or, you know, they go through the motions. I mean, I was on a trajectory until I lost my husband in 2003. I'm like, we had the house, the two kids, the jobs, the cars, we had a boat, like we were doing all the things and I'm not anti things. Right. But, and, and I was at the time I had still been pursuing sort of self-help and stuff. And it's like that that situation like brought me to my knees and it was like, there has to be another way to move through my life. There has to be another way. And it's been consistent work and conscious choice, but we get caught up in the day to day, right? And, and not realizing that there's so much more from an internal perspective that will completely reshape how we feel and move through the world. Right. That's right. And have you seen Barbie? Hmm. Loved it. I mean, mind you, I went with my 70-year-old, 79-year-old father who fell asleep through it. And I'm like, just because he has FOMO and doesn't want to miss going to a movie. But I was like, anyway, yes, I love Barbie. It was fantastic. All right. So I saw it a second time. I thought I wanted to see it three times. But after seeing it the second time, I want to buy it so I can watch it about 10 times because there is wisdom there. So yes, uh, my 
my work serves the Barbie that starts thinking about death, that wakes up and suddenly her feet are flat. Mm-hmm. And she needs to go into the hell of reality to figure out what that's all about. And I am weird Barbie. Right? <laughs> I am weird Barbie. I just and have to say, have, oh, no, they, they couldn't have picked a better actress to play Weird Barbie, too. I friggin' love her, but go ahead. <laughs> All right. So it's, it's really important. Do we want the perfect life? I mean, I say to my, my followers, um, you know, we don't incarnate for a day at the beach. Um, I'm a firm believer that wisdom is crystallized suffering. And, and so oh. I work with, yeah. Because, you know, it just hit me because it's funny. It's like, I mean, you hear things that sound trite, right? That you can't have light without darkness and all of that. And I always say you get clarity through doing, and I'm always referring to business, right? Like you're not going to, so many people are like, I don't know what I want to create with a business or I don't know what my passion is. I'm like, start writing, start making stuff. Like it's not going to, it would be great if it was a lightning bolt that just struck us with this brilliant idea and we could just blow it up. Right. But everyone who's followed me for 15 years, I mean, I've been in the same space, but there's a trajectory, right. But you know, it, it truly is the, the things, the tragedies and the heartache and that shift. And I am a much softer person today than I was say 15 years ago, you know, and with each challenge and heartache, um, I, I lean more into it and it, makes me a more compassionate, empathetic, understanding person and so much clearer on boundaries and what I want my life to look like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you used the word earlier, curation, mm-hmm. uh, to find the wisdom to curate your unique life, not based on perfecting anything or proving anything or pleasing anyone or pretending. Ugh. The moment you go into perfection, pleasing proving or pretending you're not you. Which which, there was a Brene Brown quote and I don't remember what it was, but it's like the idea it was. a Yeah. Pardon me. I was just saying I, the four P's, I call them Mm -hmm. the four P's and and let me tell you about the three P's in a bit, but the four P's uh, was from a book by Brene Brown and Mm -hmm. she was quoting a sociologist or psychologist from Chicago when it came out, but it's to understand you're not you mm-hmm. when you're doing any of those four things. And yes. Well, and it was it, the, this idea of belonging that it's if you're doing something to belong, you're not you. And and it's a horrible quote. I'm going to find the quote and put it in here. And I always, I think of her and ter- freaking love her. I got to see her. I, I've probably seen more authors than I've seen concerts. <laughs> Just nerd. But I got to see her in the North Bay, uh, you know, across the bridge from San Francisco in in this little bookstore in Novato. And girl, it was like, I got there like an hour early. I'm like, I'm sitting in front. I got a selfie with her. She is just, anyways. But I think about how she blew up and the fact that a, a, a TED Talk on vulnerability resonated with so, so many people across the planet. I mean, to me, that was testament that we're, we, uh, you know, are, are craving this. We really want something deeper. Okay. I'm going 12 ways sideways, which I always can do with you. Um, no, right, but I, but I just want to make you laugh. You know what the three P's are? What? To be, to be successful in our nerdy world, mm-hmm. you have to have a PhD, you have to have published, and you have to have a penis. The three P's. 
God, yeah, I saw this cartoon and it said, what's the difference between assertive and aggressive? And the comment was your gender. And, <laughs> you know, and, and it's, you know, I've, I've really started stepping into this, my audience, I serve women, and I have a ton of great men that I adore and will always support and promote and connect with, blah, 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 whatever. But at the end of the day, I'm like, this is my wheelhouse. These are these are my people. I mean, in terms of who resonates with my message and what I'm doing, um, I love the three Ps. That's hysterical. Okay. So <laughs> I want to hear when you jumped into when Imagine Self was born. All right. Um, gosh, you know, I can't remember when it was born, but it was probably, um, yeah, it was probably around um, 2010. Um, I think there was, what was the program is, was it a tech program or a consulting firm called Foursquare? So they, they were big on the internet. So I had to come up with something different and uh, I realized yeah. all my work was about supporting people in, in building an image, a self-constructed self-aware image of mm-hmm. self, of who they are. And, you know, it was it, building an imagination requires maps, mirrors, and methods. You need a map to find yourself. You need mirrors to know yourself. And you need methods to become yourself because we're constantly evolving. You oh, know, totally. you, you just said you're in the same space, but there's a trajectory. And that trajectory is an evolution, uh, becoming more in some areas, coming less in others. You're changing. You're transforming. Yeah. So, but where when if you don't know yourself, transformation can be scary, especially uh, well, when it's deep work. Yeah, and I think most I think change scares a lot of people. It's I mean, there's a reason. Better the devil, you know, is a saying. You know, and I think right. it, it's it's kind of like those things that you you do out of habit or little example, right? Like, so I'm at this in-between stage. I'm at my dad's. God bless him. He's a wonderful person. He is a, we are complete polar opposites in terms of political, (laughs) right? And we're great. I'm like, uh, but, but he's a big news watcher. We'll say that. And, you know, it's, I sometimes I'm like, it's got to feel like habit, you know, where you're just used to doing it and staying in, but I'm like, I always come back to how does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? But there's this weird, I don't know what it is internally, but this like psychological trick, it's kind of like being on my phone. I'm like, I know if I don't touch my phone an hour before I go to sleep, I sleep fantastic. And I'm, it, it's like dumb stuff on my phone. It's, it's nothing that's important, nothing that matters. I'm like, there was years that I went to sleep without a cell phone, right? So, but we get caught in that. And so I'm curious, what do you, how do you, if someone's not aware that there's another way to be or another way to live or another way to start doing this inner work, I mean, don't you, what, what's the next step for that? A lot of people, I mean, again, God bless him. My dad's not going to do any inner work. He's not jumping into stuff. Right. So, but for people, I don't know who maybe well, want you to, you have to ask questions. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have to ask your father a question that makes him think. So that's probably a question about death or what was the best thing about his life? Mm-hmm. Uh, what What's the last thought he wants to have before he crosses the threshold? Um, you know, if he's even open to that. But, but basically, it's asking questions. It's not telling people 
It's because if you ask the right question, they're going to ask you a question back. You know, they'll say, what do you mean? Or God, I find that more with women. God bless. But, but no, and I do that. Like I try to pivot things to even just, well, he was, he was a police officer. So like, well, what did you want to do before you were a cop dad? Like, and we get into these conversations and they feel better. Um, and, and I have a tendency to come from, you know, he'll come into give me an update on the news. And I'm like, dad, well, there's a reason I don't watch it. I don't right. feel good. <laughs> but, uh, Kim, your father wants to keep you safe. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's yeah. really important to understand where he's coming from. The news he's, he feels that the only way he can keep, keep himself safe and you safe and the world safe is by listening to the news. Yeah. Even though and- he doesn't do anything about it though. No, but he he feels that he's staying alert. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's like that feels like he's doing something, right? Yeah. 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 So okay, we don't. He's fine. We're not talking about that anymore. But, I know. Um, but yeah. The whole. So all right. So for me, Imagine Self came about. I signed up for a Weber <laughs> for you know customer management, and I'm I'm staying with them. As tempted as I am to go elsewhere, I I can't beat the price. I'm grandfathered in. I have oh, three yeah. on my list, and it's cost me twenty bucks a month. That's gold. And not to mention, a Weber. It took them a while, but they they updated and they got more with tags yeah. and segmenting and all that kind of stuff. So, well, and you know, and I've said this. My last podcast episode where I talked about tools and platforms are crushing your growth because. Every time you hop and, you know, and it's, it probably, people probably think that I hop around all the time. I look at for stuff, but I'm like, I've been with ConvertKit now for probably eight, nine years. You know, I'm not moving my content off of WordPress as much as I thought, oh, there will be something here, but that, that's fantastic. You sticking with what works for you, the best tool is the one you're going to use anyways. Yes. Yeah, so I, uh, I also lived with a guy who went to MIT and had been using Apple since the beginning and so he he helped me build my first website. Oh, nice! And I, I learned BB Edit, so I could do a little coding myself, which I mm-hmm. loved. I think coding is. I work with the coding of the individual, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um. So that was really fun. I really loved it, and um, and then you know I just started switching. Um. You know, like I was an early adopter of Gmail. Mm-hmm. I love all these new things. And yeah. I can remember being at my daughter's college graduation and my stepson mentioning this new thing called Google. <laughs> and it was brand new. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's so much. I mean, I'm playing like crazy with um, AI right now. I mean, even asking questions, AI, what is Christ consciousness? I was astounded at the response. It, yeah, I think with AI, people miss where it's there. There's this piece that is, um, it's my collaborator. It's how I get clear on stuff. And I, and I, I've written one post with AI where, but I end up doing so much edits because I just you know, I'm a personal brand. I'm like, it needs to be me. It needs to yeah. sound like me, but I love using it for, 
you know, pulling out a message or creating an outline or creating structures and frameworks and, and the copy piece of it. Um, and it's funny because I, I did something with AI where I was like, I've got big goals and can you help me craft a plan for it? And it was all personal stuff. And, and so it is like, there is a lot more opportunity there and we are just scratching the surface. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I'll go in, I'll put in a blog I've written or a Substack post I've written and say, uh, give me five questions based on this post. And, you know, and it's great. It comes up with perfect questions. So I'll just put those in. So you'll, so it comes up with questions. What do you do with the questions then? Are you using those for social promotion and post and let people work with? Yeah, no, I love that. Okay work and imagine self what well you were going to what is it well I want to know so imagine self obviously it's your website what what are your offers how you know let's talk now about your business model what is imagine self all right so imagine self is an academy I'm calling it the imagine self academy so I use searchy for hubs as a platform for all my work and um, right now, the most exciting thing I'm offering is a gathering of selves, which is a membership program where people come and tell the truth. I present content and then we have these wild, wonderful conversations yeah. about and it's deep. It's deep mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And um and so that the membership is wonderful. And then I go back to what I did in 2004 and I have the inner Christmas journey. Mm-hmm. So the inner Christmas journey is coming up. I'm enrolled in a program now called ACEs, which is uh, by Danny Eaney mm-hmm. and Miracy, which is great. I did Jeff Walker on product launch formula and I was terribly disappointed. Um, but what Danny Eaney has put together is just, it's such an accountable, loving community. And his, his wisdom is so calm and, and grounded. It's just terrific. So the, my accountability is around promoting the inner Christmas journey and oh. then upselling. All right. So I've created uh, over 30 courses. You are have- a prolific creator, Lynn. <laughs> You truly are. Yeah, yeah, you've got a lot out there. So imagine self. Self is so incredibly complicated. Mm-hmm. We've at all the different ages we're at. I just did a program called Beyond Sixty Three: Right Aging, Blessed Dying, and the Mysteries Beyond Life. Um, you know, it, it's just awesome what we are as beings, mm-hmm. and as spiritual beings, and as earthly beings, and you know, the relationship between self and other. Mm -hmm. So um, I have all those courses, which I now have to structure. And and I have to forget about most of them because I have too much. I mean, a customer doesn't know it's a candy store. It's a a candy store of selfhood. Mm -hmm. And um, and I can't do that. So I'm focusing on the inner Christmas journey and then an upsell to a gathering of selves. So Perfect. gathering of selves will be a year long, you know, a continuing membership for people who really want not just to have the, 
personal work on selfhood, but to really engage with community and, and really have a community that's really interested in the complexity of who you are. Yeah. Now, Lynn, you know, I, it's, I love that, one, you're crystal clear on what you're doing right now, right? That level of focus of I'm doing this and then I'm doing this is huge. Um, and I would guess, you know, because again, you are very prolific. You create a lot. You connect with your subscribers. Um, people are, this might, let me, let me see if I can find a way to ask this question. Um, Cause I feel this at this time on the planet that people are craving this so intently that they're craving community and craving connection, you know, as I'm getting ready to do a community for women and a friend of mine had emailed me and she said, you know, she's committed to using LinkedIn for, she's like, I'm going to figure this out. And so I'd asked her like a month later, I'm like, well, how's it going? And she's like, well, I'll probably have more data for you in like six months. Let me see. So, so far so good. But then she came back just this week and she said, all right, it's kind of driving me crazy already. She said the BS type of content, the 10 X this, the 30 X that. And, you know, and she said, I'm hoping with what you're doing, she said, I'm looking for collaboration. I'm looking for connection and where we can brainstorm and my, I, I, I feel that people are craving that and you can, I'm sure that there are people that have created that on social. I feel like it's gotten so big and sometimes you feel like you're going out to avoid, which is why like platforms like Substack or Medium, why I love them because they're readers, they're writers and they're readers and they want to consume content that way. Right. Um, you know, so, and I know a lot of your audience is not coming necessarily from the place of their digital marketers per se, but what is some of the feedback or what, what are some of the things that your audience and community are, are sharing about this content, about meaning, oh my God, I've been waiting for this. I'm looking for a community. I'm looking for, you know, is there a running theme or anything you're hearing people say? Well, um, people, I mean, one, my community inspires me. And I've been doing this work for so long that I am so easily inspired and I sense questions. So, people get answers from me. They get deep spiritual imaginations from me that free them from the notion of being a good girl. Oh, I literally right? was talking about this Monday with my mentor. I'm like, I don't know. There's like this good girl thing. Like, well, I've got to do this. And especially no offense, but growing up Catholic, got to be the good girl. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. No, I got, I have a lot of Irish Catholics. And <laughs> my, <laughs> Yep. Oh, gosh. And then, I mean, it's so interesting how people struggle to be obedient, to either imitate or obey mm -hmm. or emulate their heroes. Oh, I want to be just like so-and-so, rather than to be free to be who they are. You are amazing. Each of us is amazing. We just need permission. And for years, people have said, Lynn, you give permission. You set okay. me free. And, no. and is it, it's because of obviously what you teach, but list, being able to engage and connect with other people. And to your point of the permission, having a safe space to do that, right? Like I always joke around that I'm like, yeah, first of all, most people in my, in my quote unquote real life still don't understand what the hell I do for a living. 15 and a half years later, nobody's like, what do you do? So my dad said something about my podcast one day. I'm all, it's like, oh, you have a podcast. I'm like, yeah, dad, for 10 years. So 
<laughs> He's not a tech guy. It's, it's totally okay. I just give him mad time. But, you know, that having that safe space to say, God, this is me. And, you know, and I always think about, you know, I'm a big Abraham Hicks fan. And I always think about when you, when we feel that angst or like you said, the struggle to be obedient and do what other people want. It's like whenever I feel sad or bad about something, to me, I now take it as an indicator that like my higher self source is like, well, I'm not going to, you're feeling bad because it's not who you are. You're not supposed right. to be like obedient. And, you know, and it's, and it's not about being in your face or aggressive. It's about living your truth, right? Yeah. We came, we incarnated to contribute. We can't contribute if we're not being real. I love All that. Right? We can't contribute if we're hiding in a closet. Right. And again, it's like, it's kind of like teenagers, right? We're all being individuals by being exactly the same. And it it doesn't stop unless you make a conscious choice to break out of that. You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's hysterical. I mean, I look back at it. One of the things about technology, which, you know, spiritual people tend to be a little bit nervous about tech, but Mm -hmm. tech allows us to be free. I mean, the reason we're into knowing ourselves now is because we don't have to slave away Mm -hmm. at at survival. Survival is so easy. I don't grow my own food. I go to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. I don't have to sit in a horse and buggy for half a day to get somewhere. I hop in my car and there I am. Mm -hmm. Um, And that means my time is mine. Mm-hmm. And You've, so what am I doing with my time? And all of us need to, you know, in, in um, ain't forever, there's been this notion of tithing, mm-hmm. you know, give 10% of what you make. Well, I encourage people to tithe their time to themselves, whatever oh. discretionary time they have, spend mm-hmm. at least 10% of that time on yourself. Especially for women. And I crave it. Like I've gotten to the point where I I just, I need a lot of white space in my life. And even with my calendar, if I don't have stuff scheduled, I'm not going to go block in free time. I want to see the white space on my calendar. Um, Why do you think people struggle with, with that, you know, in terms of, of, okay, I've got free time. I should, I could, whatever, you know, there's, there's this like, this need to produce and be productive all the time. One of the things there is something called the theory of self discrepancy. And this is wonderful. All right. So we begin with having ideals and ideals are fantasy wishes and dreams. Mm -hmm. And then we have oughts, which is um, that's about obligations, duties, and, expectations. Mm -hmm. All right. If we don't live up to our ideals, we hit shame. If we don't live up to the odds, we go to guilt. Oh my God. (laughs) hundred percent. And you know, and the crazy thing is I, this is so, I love, I love the synchronicities of this Lynn because I talked about a lot of this in the podcast episode I wrote about staying the course. And the funny thing is ironic. I don't know if it's funny, but Every time the guilt and the oughts 
are basically because we're not doing something to please someone else. Right. And at the same time, it's like, well, it, it's why should I please you instead of myself? <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's it's silly. Or it's like saying, you know, when you say it's tough for me, like to set boundaries, like I not attached to my phone, but it's like, I feel like I have to answer every text and every call. But yet it's funny. I make fun of my dad. I'm like, dad, don't answer the phone if you don't feel like dotting. Right. But if like my daughter calls or my sister and I'm like, and I just may not be in the mood and then I feel this need to defend and explain myself. And it's this thing that I'm working on, but it's like, but I don't want to, (laughs) you know, and why should what I want matter less than what someone else wants? right? Right. That's a very basic term, but very clear. And so knowing, knowing the trap of ideals and the trap of arts and how they keep you from yourself, from your actual, mm-hmm. who am I? Yeah. Um, and, and the fact that uh, the other thing that's really helpful, Kim, is understanding that there are no problems. There's only process. Oh, my therapist has been telling me that for 20 freaking years. And you know, I'm sorry, like I'm a little hyper, but I mean, I literally <laughs> saw her Monday and I was so high. And I mean, it just, it was such a fun, and I drive three and a half hours to go see her when we're both in California, but I'm like, I don't care. And it's like, I'm in this happy bubbly space. And then I was tired. And then it's like, I'm, I'm like crashing and I'm like, it's a process. So I'm like, this is a process that happens often when I get to right. hang out with her that much. And it's like, Okay. And it's like, I want to protect myself. I don't want to engage with anybody for like 24 hours when I'm coming down off this. And I was just like, why am I crabby? Why am I crabby? I'm all, this is your process. This is just a post-process, Kim. There's nothing wrong. Everything is fine. We are chemical beings and we each have our own chemical activity. Mm -hmm. So understanding that, I mean, I tell people all the time to manage their chemistry and to not identify their chemistry with their consciousness. Can you say that in layman's terms? <laughs> that means what? <laughs> don't let your body tell you what to think or feel or do. Mm-hmm. All right. So when, all right. So you're high, you're on a rush of dopamine and oxytocin talk connecting with your therapist. Mm-hmm. All right. It's, great long relationship. I mean, it's wonderful what you have. So that's up. But part of the reason it's up is because she's there. (laughs) And then you go away and suddenly there's no source for the oxytocin and the dopamine and the dopamine crashes. Mm -hmm. And the oxytocin, which is, you know, the hugging hormone, uh, that goes down. And of course you're you're in the pits. So to understand that, you know, I, I have to work with so many of my clients on understanding their chemistry and their stories. All right. We also attach everything to our biographies. And so between our biology and our biography, we're trapped. And that's where we crystallize our suffering and we go into our consciousness and we're wise, mm-hmm. you know, because that's just what your body's doing. You're crashing. Yeah. And, you're, and as long as you think you shouldn't be crashing or it's painful, you're going to be crabby. And, and the, the beauty of the, the process piece that you're talking about and how you just explain this is it's like, 
it doesn't get the same hold on you when you're aware of it, you know, yeah. and you can just say, oh, you know, and I, I, I've, I work very consciously at a lot of this, but I'll be like, Kim, you're tired. It's just a day. It doesn't mean, you know, or well, I watch myself if I get reactive or whatever. I mean, this is just, this is beautiful, Lynn. And I want to know, so you were, where you were saying earlier that the, um, the tough thing with not having to learn marketing and build a business, right? So where do you feel you're at today with your business in terms of, your opportunities to get this message out to more people and market yourself. Uh, You know, one, because I've committed to doing this work Mm -hmm. uh, by committing to this ACES program. And I have a wonderful team of support. I get to work with a coach. I, I, I mean, I just love the people that are involved. And I'm old. I'm 75 years old. I got to get my shit together. And so everybody says, Lynn, you need to leave a legacy. Everybody's terrified I'm going to get run over by a bus and no <laughs> my work. Yeah. Yeah. They're all saying, which is one of the things that, you know, I don't feel very old and I'm pretty healthy. Uh, but when people say, Lynn, what's going to happen to your work? Who's going to manage your legacy? So that's pretty sobering. And also, I've I've really done the whole gamut from before birth to after death in my courses. I've mm-hmm. I've put all those maps together. I've yeah. got all the questions. I've got all the methods people can use, and it's all there. So now it's just getting it out. And uh, and you know, a year from now, if I succeed at you know, increasing the enrollment in the inner Christmas journey, which Mm -hmm. is now three parts. It's not just the messages. It's uh, what has your year been about? That's inner advent. It's not a wreath with four candles, which I do also because it's a beautiful ritual, but it's uh, recollecting your year, reviewing it, reflecting on it and releasing it. And that's beautiful. so powerful. And then you go into the holy nights and you get 12 nights of inspiration. So you found all the meaning in the previous year. Mm-hmm. All right. So you've looked at 12 months of meaning. Then you get 12 nights of inspiration. And then you have inner epiphany, which is 12 months of purpose and mm-hmm. shaping the coming year. Yeah. Wow. And it's, it's all there. And and that's everybody needs that. Will everybody give themselves the time to do that? No, of course not. No. And I, I mean, it's, you know, I went in looking at my calendar for the rest of the year and I'm like, I blocked, I'm like December 18th through January 5th is mine. And this is the type of work, this inner work and what you're talking about. You know, a lot of people jump onto the, I'm getting new planners and I'm going to structure and schedule and project management and all this kind of stuff. And whereas this is the work, this is to me, this is like the juicy stuff that allows the other stuff to flow and be easier. You do this. One, because I give people a map on how Mm -hmm. to do it and they have to take the time. And then we have Zoom calls. So you get to share, you get community. All right. But it's not community about all doing the same thing. It's community around how unique and different everybody is and celebrating that. And so you have 
everything's there in terms. Of, I mean, I've had people say, "Oh my God, I can't believe I own my year." Wow, I know. There's, there's your uh, hook. That's your hook. I can't believe it. Truly. I mean, to your point of, you know, we're talking about time is, is the biggest, you know, I, I, it hit me probably in the last year or two that I was like, there's probably less life in front of me than behind me. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, a lot of people are living well over a hundred, but you start saying, if not now, when, and 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 this is it. And so. Right. Right. But Kim, it's, be less time that you have, but there may be so much more wisdom, freedom, and love than you've ever imagined. I believe it. A hundred percent. I believe it. And I was listening to, I think it was Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And it's like this idea that time is holistic because, and here's, here's a layman's example of, you know, when I've got a list of to do's, which I don't put more than three things down on my to-do list every day. Now I'm all, that's it. I'm doing three and I get more done, but what do I have to get done? But when the more productive I feel like I have to be, the day flies by. When I go to write a podcast that's 3,000 words, let's say, and I get lost in the writing and I'm enjoying the process. Sorry if you guys are hearing the dog there. Nothing I can do about it. Well, um, is it's like the day just feels stretched, you know, and I'm in this space of just pure, I'm so present and in the moment. And so you're right. It, it's, it's what we do with our time, basically. All right. So how are you marketing this though? Now you said that that was, that, that was your kind of challenge, right? So what's, what are you doing now? Right. So I'm making a list of podcasts. I'm going to, you know, send out, you know, if you want to interview somebody. Um, So it's great being here and, and hanging out with you. And, um, you know, I put together this, long set of autoresponders, which I've never had. So uh, the lead magnet is a guide to inner Christmas, which people can get at my website. And I've never had any kind of follow-up of autoresponders. So Mm -hmm. people sign Mm -hmm. up. All right. So I'm shifting gears on that. And I'm going to send out, you know, the attempt to do some guest blogs Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, get it, getting the word out. And I love to write, but getting it out. Is, you know, I get it. So, it's, yeah. There's so many tools to repurpose and post and stuff. And I'm like, I just want someone else to do it. Last time we talked and I shared some slides I had done on the adult self and you said mm-hmm. every slide is a video so I have signed up for Justin Brown's Primal Video Accelerator because of you. Kim, okay, I like him a lot. Yeah, I, I'm on his list. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. It, well, it's it's yeah. just kind of like for me. I'm like even doing these video podcasts, and I'm very happy to send you clips from it if you want to promote you and your piece of sure. it too. And it's just taking this, and I've and I'm like I was always like I'll just do audio for my podcast, right? Because I don't want to do hair and makeup. And do I have to? No. But do I want to if I'm going to be on video? Yes. So we'll leave that alone. Um, but right. I take the videos now and I'm like, okay, let's repurpose this. And I'm about to push the YouTube channel again. And I wanted a little bit of a bank, but then I go into yeah. Opus Clip and it, repurp- it creates like 15 shorts from every episode with AI. And it was so, you know, there's a lot of things we can do. And, and it's, I call it entrepreneurial adulting. It's like, I don't want to do it, but I need right. to do it. So suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> 
And yet I love, I do love doing it because it right. um, takes me to really be mature to like adulting, like you said, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. and it's a wonderful feeling, but it's also scary in a certain way. I mean, there's a part of me, I think it's from the crazy childhood I had that uh, success scares me. So I've had opportunities that I've walked away from because I get scared of success. Well, I'm 75 now. I'm just, I'm not that person. I am grown up. I don't care that I, I'm safe. You know, I I have a mantra that is marvelous for people to use. I am safe. I am calm. I am awake. I am nourished. I am free. That is beautiful. beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's so Those powerful. Are the simple I- things, right? Like here's here's a little quick. I know we're winding down here, but one thing I've done for the last four months, and people are probably tired of me hearing it. I have this little journal, and I do every day. I start with a mantra, right? And then I do my what are the three things I'm focusing on? Three things I'm grateful for every day. What are three wins? And sometimes I'll do more. And but it's funny because these are the things that go sideways, right? Or like <laughs> there was she asked me in between before I saw her recently, she was like, are you meditating? I'm like, no, you know? And it's like, I'll, it, that'll go sideways when I'm feeling good. and I'm in this focused flow state. And I had emailed her and I said, how do you always know? And, and she said, wouldn't you rather sit in the magic of the connection that I just, she goes, that's code for, I don't know. I just do. And it's fascinating. It's like, I'm feeling good. So keep doing the thing that helps you feel good, right? Which is meditation. So I'm like, Kim, write it down every day. So now I'm adding it to my journal. And it's like, it's been four months of this consistent, these little tiny things, but your mantra, why wouldn't you take the time to give that to yourself? But to, I, I think my brain used to go into, well, this isn't a productive result, but it's, it compounds and it's so much deeper than checking something off a to-do list. You don't, you don't get it until you get it. And you just need to trust the process, I think. Yeah. And yeah. it's simple and what means something to you. Mm-hmm. So meditation, again, if it's good girl meditation, don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Not everybody is about stilling meditation. There are a lot of individuals, just their chemistry, at, at their temperament, they need active meditations. Mm-hmm. And, well, and that's know, just it, right? There's walking meditations or guided meditations. Yeah. And right. I, I find, and I think probably most people that stick with meditation. People will tap. I tapping, love tapping. Yeah, tapping. And my body starts to crave the, the, the five to 10 minutes of silence when I start getting back into it. I feel it. And it's like, you can almost feel like there are times I feel my body fighting it, like waking up in this dopamine oxytocin crash. I'm like, uh, now is when you need to meditate longer, Kimberly, (laughs) because I know what it will do to my body and my heart and my head. So God, Lynn, I could speak to you all day. I want to share where the best, where is the best place for people to connect with you? Uh, To add imagineself.com. It's the best place. Perfect. And now for the list, you'll get um, four ways, the four steps to imagining anything, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. And um, and then on the website, you can also go to navigate to Inner Christmas and sign up for the Inner Christmas list. Both lists will get you everything from me. 
Okay, perfect. Yeah. And of course, I will have all the links in the show notes as well as your Substack. Right. So, um, right. this has been so fun. And sorry if there was like a little talking over at times. I think there. I don't know if there's a delay or not, but I just I adore you. But I love your work. Pardon right. me. Where it's the two of us. That's what we do. We <laughs> we're so full. You know, yeah. it's like it's like I I shared with. Um, in one of the ACES groups we were in, there was a woman saying, I just, I have such good stuff and I've spoken in front of such powerful groups and I don't know how to charge for my work. And I, I said, you know, it's the mother complex. Our breasts are overflowing with milk. We'll pay people to come and suckle on our breasts because we're about to die. <laughs> And and so you and I are both overflowing with juicy, juicy stuff. And so we're yeah. just, there we It is. Yeah. And I and we, am on a mission to help change that narrative for women. And in yeah. a way that works for women, not in a way that's been done by men, but I, I just, you know, it, it's time. It is, it is our time. So Lynn, thank you so much for being here. And I am happy to support your work any time, way, shape, form that I can. And we are going to get this out there. And um, I'm just excited for you. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Just lots of love, Kim. Lots of gratitude. Back at you. Thank ya. you. All right, okay. guys, you know the drill. Stay tuned and I'll repeat the links. And then, of course, check out the show notes where you can connect with Lynn directly from there. We will catch you next time. All right, guys, thanks again so much for joining me on today's episode. This interview with Lynn was so much fun. Again, those links to connect with Lynn are imagineself.com or you can find her on Substack. She's Lynn Jericho substack.com and that's j-e-r-i-c-h-o and the publication name is the unfettered soul as always i appreciate you thank you for listening and i will catch you next week <laughs>